What's up, sports world, and welcome to another episode of The Argument. That's right, we are here to argue about sports. That's what we do best. I am your co-host, Jeff Rowland, and I am here with the other co-host, the one, the only, squishy, Derek Stevens. How's it going? <laughs> uh, doing pretty good, bud. How are you doing? Oh, it is a fantastic day. Any day we can talk about sports, it's a fantastic day. Oh, absolutely. And when you have a day off like we both do from our real jobs, uh, it makes it even sweeter. A day off is always good. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, well, let's dive into this here. All right, so we've got five topics today, and we're going to spend about five minutes on each topic here, just kind of pop things here. And uh, our five topics are Tom Brady and where is he going. We're going to dive into a little bit of baseball with Astro scandal uh, that's going on, the NCAA basketball conference tournaments that are coming up, uh, the XFL, how's it going so far, and the NBA. We are going to do a prediction of the first-round matchups. <laughs> for each uh, team going into the NBA playoffs as they are getting pretty close here. So, as always, Derek, let's, uh, let's dive into the first topic. Topic one, Tom Brady. Where is he going? Um, so, I, was, I uh, did some research, and there are four possible, and this was, just, uh, this was just released, I don't know, earlier this morning, and there are four places that he could go. One of them obviously is staying in New England. Uh, three other teams that are on the radar, top four, mind you. There are more, but these are the top four. Uh, the Chargers, the Bucks, and the Titans. And um, they are um, – those are the four – like I said, those are the four that uh, – like the top four. I personally think he's going to – it'd be realistic to go to Tampa Bay uh, for two reasons. And one of them is – it's warm, it's the beach, it's on the East Coast. Uh, two, um, he has a weapon in Mike Evans. Um, like I said, no matter where he goes, he's a rental. One to two years. I mean, re- remember, whoever is signing him, realize you are signing a 43-year-old quarterback. So that that can't run very much. And if you don't believe me, go look at his 40. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a it's a it's a short rental. I mean, I I believe two years at most. I think is what I mean. Great if it was up to him. I know he said he's wanted to play forever, you know, and I, and I know he wants to. Um, personally, like I've heard, yeah, I, I saw the same article with the, with the four teams, and it goes along. I mean, uh, last week I heard uh, about eight teams that were not all so much like going to make an offer, but are like at least looking at it. Uh, where the where the four that you said, uh, uh, New England, Tennessee, um, um. San Francisco is in there, Tampa, Indianapolis, uh, the uh, Los Angeles Chargers, uh, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, and also the Dallas Cowboys. With Dallas, it's just kind of – I think Dallas is more kind of towards the bottom, just depending on what they do with Dak. Yeah. I know that the big uh, contract has uh, been thrown out at Dak. He hasn't accepted it yet. But, I mean, it, that all kind of depends on everything. I think Dak's I – mean, I think Dallas is probably the lowest on that. But I think you're right. I think the top four are kind of the more uh, – the more – uh, you know, more prone to get it. I think uh, New England obviously is a, is a high pick. Now Vegas actually came out with a, um, I guess like a rating system or like how they do their uh, their uh, betting that they do on everything. Uh, New England is a one to two favorite. Uh, Tennessee is a nine to two favorite. Las Vegas is actually an eight to one as well. With the Chargers is an eight to one. San Francisco is at a twelve to one. Indianapolis is at fourteen to one. Same with Tampa and Dallas is at an eighty to one. Uh, which again, once again, Dallas is kind of there at the bottom, just that last, you know, last little bit I think uh, could, could possibly do. And and like you were saying, with the you know getting a rental, you are getting a forty 
you know, a 40-plus quarterback in here. And, yes, last year, it's it's not Tom Brady. It's not the Tom Brady that was winning. No, no. he he is uh, – this this all goes – his last five years, we can, we can all tell Belichick wants to move on. He wanted to move on from Brady when they had Garoppolo. And, you know, Belichick's kind of, you know, inside – I mean, I know that that is a man of – little to no emotion, kind of like what Greg Popovich is to the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, you get one smile out of him, and that's usually, you know, if they win at all. But other than that, he's just, you know, a straightforward guy. And I could tell he is wanting to move on from Brady. Um, and nothing against Brady. It's just, come on, man. You know, you got to – you can't – you can't you, – you can't play forever. And the thing is but, – But I will, I will say this. I, I did look at the stats of that. He did throw for four thousand last year. Yeah, he did because of Belichick. Only because of Belichick's system. Belichick, yeah, in my Belichick's opinion, system, Belichick's system, he is the yeah, smartest system. coach in today's generation. He is possibly it's- even ever. I mean, that man built systems to let Randy Moss succeed well beyond his years. Tom Brady, obviously, succeeding well beyond his years. And- that's why. That's why, like I've always said, like to you, like. Honestly, I think it's where he goes. I don't think it's so much like now he has to have the weapons around him. He has to have the right See, system. He has to. I mean, he can't go to like a, a team that's just not there and ready. And but, but see, the thing is, outside of Belichick, who is he going to go to? Like who else? I really don't think I really honestly think the last five years of his career were all on Belichick's system. Well, yeah. OK, and, check, but, check it out. Like, OK, so people were saying right. Tennessee was high. People were saying Tennessee was high on the radar. But look at this. You you also got to look at this. Here's here's two problems with that. One, yeah, he's friends with Vrabel, but Vrabel's on defense. Vrabel doesn't know offense. Yeah, but that's the they, thing about Vrabel. But in and today's two, game, though, and two, have, have offense. Though. Yeah, <laughs> but here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. In today's NFL, uh, especially with the running backs, yes, Derrick Henry was a big reason why Tennessee, if not the main reason why. And and I've always been uh, I've always been um, high on, especially in today's NFL. You do not need a stud quarterback to win you just need i say if you can get a solid top a quarterback within in the ranges of eight like a a, like a rank eight through 15 and you know tom brady is probably closer to the 15 mark i'm not saying he's a total bust i'm just saying outside of belichick's system i don't it it would be bad to go to tennessee because they don't even know if they're going to keep derrick henry and we'll we'll discuss we'll discuss that in another okay, in another so topic, last but thing, just last Tampa thing. Bay is yeah. Last thing on this, real quick. Okay, so your last. Okay, so if you had to pick one team right now, who's he going to? I think I think Tampa Bay. I really honestly think. Uh, I know the wife wants to go to L.A. and she wants to be in her element out there because she's you know that public figure. I just don't think that it's necessary for them to move all the way across, especially when the Chargers are you know they're moving on from Gordon. You know I think it's just time for them to pick up a quarterback in the draft. I think I, Tampa I think Bay. Me personally, I, I think I'm picking Tennessee if they keep Henry. That that's my choice. I just that's just too much of a risk for Tennessee. Plus you've got Tannehill who's 31 years old. He's still young. Like I said, he's not a stud but he is that quarterback that can you know help move move that team along and that's if they keep henry you know if henry decides to move elsewhere i don't know but i think tampa bay perfect spot for brady okay well let's move on topic two all right so this one hits a little closer to home to me with the astros uh, cheating scandal that's going on i mean yes i am a very big astros fan cried when they won the world series i still claim them I as cried a- when the cubs yeah. won so i'm a, I'm a big cubs fan you know, so everybody wants to talk about that asterisk that could be there you know so my whole thing is just to kind of go over what 
you know, just uh, so the Astros were caught cheating in 2017. Uh, their fines were they were uh, they were fined five million dollars. They lost their first and second round pick for the 2020-2021 season, as well as Jeff, uh, Jeff Lundhau, the GM, and manager A.J. Hans were both banned for one year and then eventually fired by the owner uh, of the Astros. And which, to me personally, losing Jeff Lundhau, I think, was the biggest hurt on all this because he brought in so much of these players. That I mean, it, and not even so much as like I mean, I know I know you can credit to what we brought in with Justin Verlander helping us win the World Series, but the nucleus of that team, Altuve to Springer to Correa to you know all, all these all these fine tuned you know players that we drafted and brought in and, and that is the core Bregman, you know that is the core of the Astros that, that that's what made. It. So I think losing him, losing losing um, AJ Hinch was was hurtful. It sucks, and he's I think he's a great uh, a great coach. But Ludhow, I think, is, is the ultimate, is the ultimate. And, you know, and granted, going around the league, you know, I mean, the players had immunity on this because that was the only way they could. That uh, right there is stupid, you know, by the way. I'm just going to stop I you mean, right there. That is. Stupid. I mean, but also that's the thing with baseball. I mean, it's I – mean, Rob Manfred has handled this. He has. He has. This entire thing so wrong. I'm sorry. When you, you go out there, you do not give – I'm a very integral person. My my response to this is I'm an, I'm a very integral person. I have nothing against the Astros, but I do have everything against cheating. And here's the thing. So everybody knows that Mike Fears, Fires, Fears, I think wow. Fears, yeah. Fires. And um yeah, and and uh, Colin McHugh came out and said they're the ones that basically came out and said that the pitchers knew that this was going on, they let it happen. You know, but here's here's the thing. So um, my big take on this, and this is everything against Rob Manfred. Uh, he has handled this in such a poor way. Uh, you don't go give immunity to players involved that everyone knows, especially like players like Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, players like that. You don't go give immunity to the players involved to go and punish some front office people that absolutely nobody knows outside the world of baseball. The only people that know those front office people are the people that know baseball. But if you go look at like Jose Altuve, those public figures like that, the players, they're, they're the ones that people that don't even, they're the ones that the basic fan knows the basic fan that, you know, it's kind of like what Hulk Hogan is to the, uh, to the entertainment world. There are people like my stepdad, for example, did not watch wrestling. And and also and same same like what LeBron James is. My stepdad does not did not watch wrestling, and did not watch basketball. But I guarantee he knows who Hulk Hogan is and knows who LeBron James is. Same with these players. Like you're going to go punish people. You're going to go. The front office is not the one that cheated. Yeah, did they have something to do with it? And they probably tried to hide it. Yes, but you, and and all the players. You, you've even got Mike Trout. Mike Trout, for example, that is usually a very docile person. He's even saying. Where's the punishment for the players? You know, this is almost they're, they're saying, and I actually read an article. They're saying that this whole cheating scandal is could be worse than the steroid era. I mean, there's and that, but like, no, honestly, I mean, you know, everybody wants to sit there and say, oh, you got to take away the World Series. The World Series should just be blank. Okay, well then you got to no, go don't gotta take away back. the World Series. No, you got, do not do not rewrite history. But there is a huge asterisk. There is a huge if you're going to put an asterisk on Roger Maris's home runs just because he hit 61 in 162 games instead of 154 then put an asterisk aside this look look at what happened when when uh Kennesaw Landon when Kennesaw Mountain Landon uh uh blackballed 
the all eight uh, White Sox for the uh, 1919 scandal. Okay, if you're going to do that and keep them out of the Hall of Fame, if you're going to keep uh, Pete Rose out of the Hall of Fame for doing nothing wrong, he never – I'm sorry, sports betting is not illegal. But it is it is frowned – for some odd reason, well, there's like also, an unwritten but, rule that athletes but should not bet on sports. But if you're going to keep him out, if you're going to keep him out and not punish someone for actually cheating, then come on, Manfred is handling this all wrong. Now, the whole thing is, is now, granted, there is actually no rule to say about electronic devices. It's one of those just like that. It is. An, but nobody else had access to this. Nobody had you know? access to it. But, I mean, and even, and, and, and like I said, I know. But you, I'm integral. I, I know, that, that's I, just I know you're a I'm, I'm integral. And so your boy Chris Bryant actually came out just recently and said that Astros are not the only team that's cheating. Well, and, I'm just saying, but here, here's the thing, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying everybody's perfect. I'm not saying that by some, but you got caught, okay? Yeah, got caught. But you can't, you can't use, you can't, if you got caught, own up to it. And that's, and, and that's the thing. These players are like, players like Altuve and especially Bregman, they're saying they're doing nothing wrong. Yeah, let's get back to baseball, but come on, dude. You got caught. Fess up to it. Don't try to blame other people. Don't try to blame other teams saying, oh, well, they're doing this and they're just, they didn't get caught, bro. Well, they're not actually the ones saying the other teams are doing it. I mean, Bregman, Bregman, Bregman is Bregman came out and said that their World Series was not tainted, that they won fair and square and they did nothing wrong. That right there got me like, come on, dude. But how how naive can you be? Like, how how delusional can you be? But there's also other players that that were on the team that are no longer that are saying that nothing happened. I mean, but I mean, but no, no, no. But then but you you do where all this started fears and McHugh. Fires, yeah. fires, and McHugh, they did come out and say they're the ones that well, started all this. They're the ones that are saying that hey, there's some cheating just, going on, and no one's doing nothing about it. Yeah, but like I said, baseball is here. Like I said, baseball is here. We yeah. got opening day. Yeah, we I got mean, opening day here at the end of the month, and so we'll kind of dive into that a little bit more. All right, now let's go into topic three here. Topic three is the NCAA basketball conference tournament. Last night, uh, kind of ended the regular season. I know some conference tournaments. Have already started. My Oklahoma State Cowboys ended on a high note. Whoop, whoop, go Pubs! <laughs> Actually, so did OU. I couldn't believe they came back and won against TC. I, I'm telling you, that was kind of hard to believe right I, there. I, I actually turned the game off. I was like, okay, yeah, they're done. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that with the Cowboys a couple of times, and then they come back. I don't know what it was, but, man, they there's more games than not. Um they just couldn't hit water if they fell out of a boat. Okay, so uh, they're, they're playing great, though. It's just they couldn't hit anything. All right, well, so what we're going to do is we're going to kind of dive in to the Power Five and the Big East uh, Conference tournaments. Uh, haven't quite started yet. Um, and we'll go over the Big 12 last, and since it's kind of a, you know, more kind of home to us. We'll start right. with SEC. Obviously, to me personally, I think Kentucky's the favorite here. Um, Auburn is going to push them. LSU, Mississippi State, Florida, I think are all contenders in that. Um, you can't throw – I mean, you can't forget about a Tennessee. I think, uh, you know, with Rick, what, what, what Rick Barnes has done there, I mean, it, I think is very good. Uh, and it just, you know, puts a smile on my face. You know, One no, team that has so surprised me a lot. One team that has surprised me in a bad way. What is wrong with the Vanderbilt Commodores? Like, come on, that team in basketball, that team was always, always up there. They're oh, they were always that sleeper team. They're the ones that would always get maybe ten or eleven conference wins. They would, they would kind of be middle of the road conference. But the thing is, like, they would go and um, 
kind of ruin your day in the tournament. Yeah, but now so, you know they're sitting at three and fifteen, and they're they're eleven and twenty. Like this is the worst I've seen Vandy in a long time. Yeah, they they definitely got to got got to got to step it up a lot more. I said, yeah, and so and <laughs> other other teams, um, other teams like like Texas A and M kind of surprised me. You know, being ten and eight and being sixteen and fourteen, they kind of stepped it up in conference play. But um, I mean, Florida. Being nineteen and twelve, they they were still ranked there for a little bit. You know their their record kind of like I said, I have Florida. I have Florida as a team that could that could you know pose a threat in the SEC and push. Mm-hmm. But I, honestly, I just think that you know out, I think the top two. If I had to pick a finals for that right now, I think I'm going Kentucky Auburn. You know Kentucky, that's what I was thinking yeah. too. Um, if there was one team, I would say that would sneak in. And kind of ruin your day right now. I would have to say Tennessee or Texas A and M. Those, those. Now, now, don't don't leave out Alabama. Don't leave out Alabama. They they have been kind of. I mean, they're. I mean, outside of out, they might have a chance being eight and ten. You know, the SEC I'd say is probably what the second best conference. No, so the Big Twelve. I, well, Big Twelve is obviously the best conference. South Carolina, South Carolina. You know, they're ten and eight. South, in conference. Yeah. I mean, they they are playing very good. I think they did actually go in and beat Kentucky in Kentucky this year. I think that was a uh, that that was. And then Auburn, like I said, Auburn. If I had a winner, if I had if I had a finals, you know, yeah, I'm going. You can't. It's hard to go outside of Kentucky Auburn. But if I had a sleeper team in there, uh, I've got Auburn winning the SEC. But um, if there was a sleeper team, kind of like a middle of the road team that to watch out for, I'd say it'd be a toss up between Alabama and possibly Tennessee, maybe even Texas A&M. So three, I said two, but All right, and then now, watch, watch out for those three teams in the SEC tournament. Okay. All right. Now let's dive into the uh, big 10 here. Um, Wisconsin gets the number one seed uh, for the tournament. Um, honestly, I, I think Maryland is probably my favorite uh, going in there. Um, uh, they kind of disappointed Maryland, me recently. I, I feel is, is a favorite, but I mean, Michigan state, I mean, Michigan state's there. Well, you can't, you can't throw out Wisconsin. Uh, Illinois, Iowa. Watch out, Michigan. Watch out for Michigan. I know they're ten and ten. Yeah. But watch out for them. Yeah. Indiana. They played Wisconsin really tough. They watch out, out for them. Yeah. Minnesota as well. Out so good, and then it just it just it kind of worked. Kind of fizzled. Started. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of fizzled. You know, being being um being ten and what were they ten and one? Indiana was like ten and one in non conference play. They you know now the Big Ten is tough. I mean, yeah. look at they got their probably. I, I, they have six teams ranked in the top twenty-five. Now, rank-wise, top twenty-five-wise, they look better than Big Twelve. But overall, you know, Big Twelve is the toughest. But Big Ten, um, well, I don't know, man. So who do you got winning Big Ten right now? Who, who are you picking on that? You know, in the finals, man, this is tough. Um, I think personally, I think I'm going to go Maryland, Michigan State. I think on that, I think, uh, top two. I think, I think. I, I mean, I watched Wisconsin play. Indiana when I was getting my hair cut the other day and I'm telling you both teams both teams were hitting just about everything I mean it was back and forth back and forth uh if I had to pick I would I would say Maryland and possibly um I don't know I'm gonna go I'm gonna go off the grid here I say Illinois has a chance. Illinois, I have Illinois. I say Illinois has a chance. Yeah, Illinois definitely is a sleeper team. You got to watch out for. All right, now let's yes. move, let's move over to Pac-12. Uh, Pac-12, Oregon uh, gets the number one seed. Um, I, I think I think they are probably just a little bit too good on this. I think I'm going to pick them to win it. Uh, but I, I've got Oregon too. It's it's hard not to. Um, 
I mean, right now you've got only one ranked team in the Pac-12. I know don't go off the rankings because, it, you know, there are teams in there that stay ranked even though they're not playing very well. But I look at it this way. Um, Oregon, I, I've got Oregon in the finals. I mean, who's going to stop them? Um, if I had to pick another team that uh, could possibly get in there, Colorado's always – had, they've had they've shown that they've had a pretty good basketball team over the last couple years. Year, um, yeah, twenty one and ten overall. You know, had that eleven and eleven and three conf, uh, non conference record. They're pretty good. Um, Arizona's also good. Arizona State. I mean, Arizona, Arizona State. I think is definitely the uh, uh, outside of. I mean, I, I think you you see. I think USC is going to falter probably early. Um, but I I'm think, really surprised about I, Washington. But I think if I had to put the finals on that, I think I'm going to Oregon UCLA. I'm I'm actually surprised about uh, Washington. I can't believe their their last five and 13, 15 and sixteen. They just kind of they just kind of had an off year because yeah. um, just just a couple years ago they were ranked. I mean they were in the in the meat of the Pac-12. I mean they were, uh, you know they were in a position to. I think they were in a position that they were predicted to at least win uh, two maybe three. Uh, tourney games in the in the big dance, and then to go from that to five and thirteen. But but yeah, I mean it's hard to. I I've got Oregon winning. Uh, I've got Oregon winning right now. Um, I'd say that, I'd say if they're, I know Oregon UCLA. Actually, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if Oregon. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if Colorado snuck in there somewhere. All right, okay. All right, now yeah. switch over to ACC. Um, ACC has probably the biggest shocker I think of my. My college. Oh my gosh! It's back and forth, back and forth. Well, no, not not so much as back and forth, but who is last place in the ACC? North Carolina. Roy Williams, man. How how many times in your lifetime can you say Roy Williams was last in his conference? I I, I haven't. When's the last time? When's the last time he's had ten plus losses? Like 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 let that sink in. When is the last time that North Carolina has double digit losses? Oh it's it's amazing. I mean it's it's like like what the heck man? I mean this this <laughs> I mean this this you know the ACC is so so tightly that's what I mean, I'm saying it's we it's so wow. The Florida State gets the number one seed uh in that they're four overall um yeah you know, ranked, Virginia in there no Virginia, surprise any champs you got Louisville you can't count out Duke um, I, Duke, th- I'm sorry, Coach K's legendary, but I don't know. Yeah. I do not have Duke. I'm not trying to say that they're not going to go to at least the finals, but I do not have them winning. I think Virginia's going to take it. I, I, I don't know who, who I'm picking yet to win it, but I do think I have Duke and Virginia going to the finals. Um, I don't know if uh, who quite yet I want to pick as the winner on that one just because, I mean, these teams play so close. I mean, they're right. separated by one game. I mean a P right, but you can't you can't you know you can't count out Florida State. Um, I mean it's just I mean a team I think that's kind of a wild card that could get in there. You can't count out the Wolfpack, NC State. I mean ten and ten, Georgia Tech is sitting at eleven and nine in conference. I mean it's. I will say Virginia had a at FSU at Florida State, so in Tallahassee. Yeah, that was a tough game. Lost fifty four to fifty. Virginia did so they do play them tough. Yeah. Um. But but some notable some notable uh, notable wins here, you know Virginia, like I said, defending national champions. Um, some losses they had, you know, they did lose. They they did get handled pretty well by Purdue. Uh, that probably doesn't look too good. Um, you know, they beat North Carolina. Um, some other losses. So they lost at Boston College. So it looks like they have some a little bit of issues on the road now. Defending home court, you know, right now, remember. 
you know, they're on like an eight game winning streak. So that doesn't, you know, that, uh, you know, they, and they did sweep North Carolina. I I'm still surprised by that, but um, Notre Dame took them to overtime at home, you know, in, in uh, Virginia, um, they won 50 to 49 in overtime, low scoring game. Uh, but you know, they just got through beating Louisville by three. And remember they do hold a win against Duke 52 to 50. Um, so, you know, Oh, yeah. And that's the only, it looks like that's the only time they played him. It was at home. Duke, Duke was number seven. Um, Huff is good. It looks like Huff is, you know, every time I look at on here, Huff is Huff and key are, are your guys's and this, uh, Diakite, 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 I don't know how to pronounce that, <laughs> but he's, it, they've got about three players that they're, they're, they shoot, they shoot the ball very well. They have a great defense. I mean, look at all these. Look at all these games. You know, low scoring, and I don't know. I've got Virginia going pretty well. I've got them going to do at least the lead eight. Yeah, you know, well, in the tournament you, at so least. You're, so your finals for the ACC, who you got? My finals for the ACC. I I'm gonna have to go Virginia. Uh, give me one second. I had I was I was pulled up there. Um, Virginia, Florida State. Virginia, Florida State. That's good. And I and I've got Virginia winning. Uh, now I don't know if it's gonna actually play out like that in. The conference, I got. We got to see. You know, obviously, wait and see how they're bracketed. But um, Virginia, well, for, I mean, Florida Virginia, State, it goes Florida State. Um, was uh, Florida State? I think Virginia's number two. Uh, Duke is four, and uh, uh, Louisville's three. Okay, in the seating so far. So, all right, yeah. Let's, so, let's, uh, let's switch over to Big East real quick. Um, go go through the Big East real quick. To me personally. I think three teams, the three teams that basically tied with the same record, they're both thir- they're all 13 and 5. Uh, you got Creighton, Villanova, Seton Hall. I think it comes down to just Creighton, Villanova, uh, Creighton and Villanova into the finals. Um, you can't, I mean, Butler's always a team in there that you just can't. They're always yeah, a sleeper team. I mean, they're ranked 24 in the nation, 10 and 8 in conference. 20- how can they be behind? How can, I, I'm, I'm just wondering how they can be behind Providence. Well, I mean, Providence finished with 12 wins. I mean, in yeah, they did. They did. They have a nineteen and twelve overall Butler, record. Uh, once a season, yeah. so I mean that that, that her Butler kind of started off slow and and then but have come on strong. They just kind of picked it up. Twenty two and nine overall. Uh, twelve and like, well, actually, you know what? You know, pro- you know, yeah, started slow in conference. They started, you know, they were twelve and one overall, and then started conference play. You know, ten and eight in conference. They did very very mediocre, but you know, still enough. Um, and this one, I, like I said, I'm I'm with you, Butler. <sighs> I've got Butler in there. Watch out for them. Watch out for Seton Hall. Uh, my final. So who do you got? I, I think I think I got Creighton Villanova, and I think I got Villanova winning. I think I've got. If it plays out well, um, I don't know. I, it's hard to keep Butler out. I have a feeling Butler's going to make it. I don't say they're going to win it. I I I'm going to go out there, Creighton and Butler. Yeah, I mean, I've got I've got I've got Creighton Villanova. Villanova really the only reason I have them over. It's because they are nine and three away from home. Since granted they right. played at home games, I do I do give them that. Creighton is six and five away from home. So and Butler has a losing record. Butler's fourteen and three at home. Yeah. So I uh, give them. I, like I said, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give Villanova the. Uh, the but watch out for Providence, guys. Oh, Six oh, yeah. game I mean, winning streak. Any, any of these. Watch out for Providence. Providence, if there is one team out there that never hardly gets ranked, but can ruin your day, Providence. You know. You always hear about him in the tournament. Uh, I say watch out for them, but I say I don't know. I've got Butler Creighton. Okay, see if it plays out that way. All right, sounds good. All right, last we'll uh, go get into the Big Twelve here. Um, Let's do it. Kansas uh, wins uh, 
another Big 12 championship. Oh, my gosh. When is that going to end? Like, well, I mean, Baylor had it. Baylor had it. What's wrong? Like, Baylor just kind of fell off there. Yeah, I mean, mean, granted, it ended last year. I mean, they didn't win it last year, but. Right, it did end last year, but, you know, come on. Kansas, somebody's got to go up and, and, and uh, challenge Like I said, but they are the number one number one team in the nation, 17-1. and one. Uh, Their only loss, which surprisingly was at home to Baylor. Um, right. So, I mean, it's – I remember that. 16-game winning streak. Remember, Baylor had, what, a 23-, 24-game winning streak before they lost? Yeah, we got so, up I in mean, the 20s there. So, up in the, up in the low 20s. Three, surprisingly, Oklahoma jumps up to number three. Texas was four. Uh, Texas, it's like a four-way uh, tie for for third yeah, place. Yeah, I mean, but I think Oklahoma, I think, had the tiebreaker, so they get uh, yeah. number two. Yeah, they do. They You have the tiebreaker, you know. I, I look at it this way, and and you might you might have something to say about it. I'm not sure. So, Oklahoma State is playing Iowa State. Yeah. I'm a big OSU fan. Do I think they're going to – I'm just going to be happy if they squeak into the tournament. But they're, they're, they're hot. They've won three straight. They're, ten, they're you know yeah they're five and seven away from home, but Iowa State this is the worst I've seen Iowa State in like ten years. This is the worst. They're they're nine. Yeah. They're five and thirteen. They're twelve and nineteen overall. Oklahoma State owns a win against them. Iowa State get this. Iowa State has not won on the road this year. Yeah. Not won on the road. But the one thing I will give them though is that you know that it is played in Kansas City. Iowa State fans travel very well to Kansas City. Yeah, but, I mean, 0-11 on the road. 0-11, and this is including neutral sites. 0-11 away from I think I I mean, honestly, I think you guys can maybe get a a win against uh, Iowa State, but I'm sorry, I don't think you're getting past Kansas. Uh, um, you know, I, I'm not going to say that's an automatic win, but Oklahoma State has proven, maybe not recently, but Oklahoma State has proven that they play tough in the tournament. Uh, like, I mean, yeah, they, they may have went out in the first round before. I mean, I get that. But look at how many times that they've been mediocre. They go out there and they make a run. They get one to two um, Big 12 rooms. I think right now, because of how good the Big 12 is and how Oklahoma State kind of salvaged their season, 7-11 and 11 is not bad. I mean, yeah, it's a losing record in the Big 12. But remember, best conference overall in college basketball. I'm not, uh, I'm not putting that there yet, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I still and they, everyone's still putting that out there. Big Twelve, no, we we can beat the Big Ten, but here's the thing though: Oklahoma State, seventeen and fourteen overall, ten and six at home. Uh, I mean, five and seven away. I actually don't know. Uh, I have to see how how what their uh, win is, you know, on the neutral site. But Oklahoma State started off so strong. They have they have not been playing bad. It's just they go on these cold shooting spells. Like, like when they were playing Kansas, Azubuki, they shut him down. They had Kansas shut down. I think they went up nearly double digits against Kansas. They had them shut down. And then all of a sudden, they go cold. Same with West Virginia. They go up by 10 or 12 on West Virginia. Played that press so incredibly well. But then you, you could play defense all along, but come on. Your defense isn't going to put points up on the board. You need West, to make your shots. West Virginia, you go ice cold. Texas Tech, I think, are, are teams that, you know, that are definitely going to make a run at this. Um, I mean, both those teams kind of really fell off. At- so, so we have, so we have, if, if we got the, if we got the bracket set up, Oklahoma State plays Iowa State. I think Oklahoma State wins that. OU, uh, who's OU have? They have West Virginia. Yeah, it's OU versus yeah, Virginia, West- uh, and then uh, it's a- that one's a toss-up because OU beat West Virginia. Yeah, at- so, so I think they split. I think they split. So yeah. uh, West Virginia, just because they're twenty-two, don't count them out. But then also don't count OU out. 
OU for some odd reason, and Oklahoma State does the it's same thing. Gross. But for it's some gross. reason, OU OU just finds ways to win when they're not supposed well, to. And like I said, with OU, it, just, it depends on what OU team shows up. So, all right. So before we move on to before we move on to another topic, before we move on to the XFL, give me your give me your finals prediction okay. for uh, I think Big Twelve. Um, I, I, I think I've got to go with the two big boys. I think I got Kansas versus Baylor. And okay. I actually have. I'm gonna. I'm gonna disagree with that. I on on part on part. I have Kansas in the finals, but um, I have a feeling Texas Tech's gonna find a way to get in. There well, somewhere. Texas Tech actually they can't because Texas Tech would have to beat uh, Kansas. Oh yeah, that is true. So so hold on, hold on. Let me let me look at this real quick. So so, it, it, so it, Kansas State it, has the bye. It's either gonna be Baylor, OU, West Virginia. Um, let's see, TCU or Kansas State. Kansas State, Kansas State's not going anywhere. Um, I've got Kansas in there. Watch out for West Virginia. Uh, but then again, but then again, watch out for OU. That's the hard thing. If West Virginia can, if West Virginia can get past OU, then you know, I think, I think that's going to be their toughest test up until Kansas. Well, just, well, just where they are in the bracket. Get past Baylor. Um, that too, but I think they can. Yeah. I mean, it's. I don't. I mean, I'm not saying Baylor's not tough. I'm just saying they're not as tough as Kansas. So, so you got Kansas, West Virginia. I've got Kansas, West, Kansas, Virginia. West Virginia. I don't think. I, I think Baylor. I just think Baylor's going to lose somewhere between between now and then. Uh, it's just they. I mean, yeah, they they. I don't know. They just down the stretch. They haven't been impressing me. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move on to our fourth topic here. Uh, we're going to kind of go through this a little quickly here. So. We got the XFL, and the question is, is how is it going so far? Uh, I don't like it. You don't like Well, I mean, the way – I mean, and I know a lot of people are, are struggling with this. I look at it a different way. I, I think I think a lot of people are going in there thinking that, oh, hey, we got another NFL. No, you don't. Um, you got to no, look at don't. this like – and I heard a, I heard, a good, I heard a good analysis on this uh, – um, would be like if you got to look at it as if you're like going to watch a high school football game. You're not expecting the high school football game to be the same level as the NFL. You know, you're not. Yeah, but they're but they're trying to. But you know, being you know getting their getting their games on Fox. All of this. I mean, Vince McMahon has a bunch of money with the WWE, yeah. and um, because of their because of WWE's uh, affiliation with Fox and ESPN, Vince was able to get his money in there, and and that's how these games and and, and even ABC. There's a couple of games on ABC. But um, here's the thing. I do like some of the rules. Now, they do have some intriguing rules. Um, I do like how they do the kickoff where the kicker stands back alone. Yeah. The, the, uh, your line, your blockers, they line up at like midfield. Yeah, it's, I think it's – Okay. And then, and then the kicker kicks from, I think, what, the 35-yard line? The still. main reason they're doing that is trying to eliminate that big, you know, massive crunch – Right, right, and 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 I do like that, and I do like that. It is safer, and I think the NFL should experiment with that. And I also, I do like now. I do like how the NFL has has pushed back the the field goal, the PAT to the thirty three. You know, it's like a thirty three yard. Uh, if I did the math correctly, it's a thirty three yard field goal. Um, I think they, yeah. So, uh, well, I mean, roughly, a 30, roughly a thirty-three yard field goal. But in the XFL, I do like how they, I do like how they, you know, you can either go for one, and you can either go for one point. Like there's no kicking. You go for one point from the three yard line. You can go for two points. Five. I think it was one from like the ten yard line or something and like then that. Five, and then you can get a three point from I think fifteen yards. Up. Fifteen yards. I do like that. That is very intriguing. And and of course the physicality. Yeah. You know the physicality. There's not as many flags thrown, and I do like how they are 
how they have open. You know, they're pretty much mic'd up the whole game. What I don't like about it is I just – I just don't find any – I don't find any value with it. Well, the thing – I think the only reason why they succeed is because Vince McMahon has enough money. Well, the thing – That's the only reason why. The thing I'm thinking is a lot of people are going into this, I think, with the mind of like, oh, this is – you know, it's football. It's football. Okay, here we go. We got another NFL. You got to realize these are guys that couldn't make it in the NFL, you know, or or weren't the stars in the NFL. You know, they're they're not there yet. I mean, I think – honestly, I think there's some players in there that might get into the NFL – out of this, uh, well, you know, and, and you can consider this some some of this to some people like a second chance. Yeah. You know, so, maybe maybe well, like like look at look at Kurt, look at Kurt Warner. Yeah, I mean, you know, Kurt Warner played, I think, in Canada. Yeah. Well, Canada, and he played in arena, and then he played in arena, and then he came back to the NFL. So, and you know, I mean, I it's, it's I mean it's I don't watch it as much. I mean, I, I'm not saying that like every player in here is going to get a second chance. I mean, a lot of these guys, it's just another way for them to get to play football. Um, I mean, you know, but I mean, and, and it's kind of cool. I mean, for us, you know, for, I know for you and me, you know, we've got some OU, OSU players out there. There's some TU players yeah. that are playing. Got some, uh, you know, so. It's, well, what do we call them? Corn dogs. Cornel- Taylor Cornelius out there playing. Yeah. I think he's with. I, I can't remember who he played for. I have to go look, but Landry Jones, man, Landry Jones yeah. for Dallas. Uh, it, Bob Stoops kind of ripped into him, yeah. you know, what did he throw? Three interceptions in one game. Uh, I mean, uh, Cardell, Cardell Jones even got benched. Cardell, Cardell Jones even got benched. Yeah. He's thrown seven interceptions over the season. So, uh, so Houston's the only undefeated team. They're at 5-0. and Yeah, so just going through this real quick, uh, just to kind of let everybody know. Okay, so we got the uh, Dallas uh, Renegades. We got the D.C. Defender, the Houston Roughnecks, the L.A. Wildcats, the New York Guardians, the St. Louis Battlehawks, the uh, Seattle Dragons and the Tampa Vipers. Um, the one thing I think is kind of cool, it's kind of cool to see football back in St. Louis. I think St. Louis is kind of excited about it just to have the fact that, you know, football is there. I think they're kind of uh, kind of excited about that. And, and Houston does seem like the team that is, uh, you know, that, that, that seems to be the best. So they are 5-0. and They're putting up great numbers. Uh, their quarterback, uh, P.J. Walker, I think is the top player right now. And even some players, uh, I think uh, Seattle has even said that they're looking at him as maybe as a backup to uh, Russell Wilson. Yeah. In the NFL, I mean, I, I know that you know it's 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 something that you know that I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think you're going to get like maybe like three, four, maybe five players that come out of this that can get maybe a second chance in the NFL and kind of rejuvenate. Maybe so. Stuff, maybe so. so. Now, now, uh, Washington. Here's a funny note. Washington Redskins, take note. Like, like take take some notes. The DC Defenders, um, they uh, <laughs> they've got more wins than. They 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 won three games faster than you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Well, I know I but I'm just saying I, like I follow a lot like, of Houston stuff because granted, you know, with me being a fan of the Rockets, the Thunder, or sorry, not Thunder, the Rockets, the Astros. Um, you know. I can't believe Houston's got an XFL team. You know, well, having the Houston Texans. Well, I mean, well, the thing is, is a lot of people are on there saying that it's like I can't believe that you know our best football team is in the XFL. <laughs> you know, great, great. Don't take anything away from Texas. Texas, I think, have a great team. Hey, hey, uh, Matt Schaub, uh, David Carr, you know, think about it. If you guys, if you guys looking to get back into football, uh, jump back in there to uh, Houston, you know, but no, I think, I think Schaub's in Atlanta actually. So that that's Schaub is still playing. Ladies and gentlemen, he is still on an NFL roster. Last time I checked, he was in Atlanta. He was like the, I don't know, second, third string quarterback. Yeah. Well, my last thing on this, on the XFL guys, is if you're going to go watch an XFL game, just go to watching a football game. You got to realize you're not getting the top talent. They are what they are. They're going to 
You're not gonna go watch. You're not there watching a pro yeah, game. You're, you're like be, it's like going like like you said, like you said, Jeff. It's like going to a high school game. Yeah, look, I mean, I will agree upon that. Football. Let's let's have some fun and let's. I mean, yeah. To some to some people, you know, hey, football people hate it. You know, hate having to wait the six to eight months. You know, uh, for the season. Yeah. You know, everybody everybody gets fixated on free agency and stuff just because it's something football. Um, to me. I like football season when it comes around, you know, in the, in the fall, I'm not, a, I personally am not a big fan of it. Um, but like you said, you know, some of these players, this is their, this is their opportunity to kind of hone in on their skills. Maybe get another chance to come back into the NFL as a free agent, um, you know, and, and get that, that second shot to start. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's there. And I think Vince McMahon, because of his money and his contributions with Fox and NFL or NFL Fox and ESPN, um, it's going to be around for a while. Um, how long it sticks this time? I don't know, yeah. but um, he is, he is, they, they are talking his money. He has enough money to, you know, kind of make it work. You know, like you said, it's going to be second fiddle, but we'll see. All right. And our last topic of the day, uh, we have the NBA and uh, we are going to kind of do a prediction of the, uh, First round matchup. So I'm gonna let you start with the East real quick. Give me your one through eight matchups and uh, who uh, and uh, for the East, and tell me who you think is going to be the first round matchups of the uh, of the NBA this year. Okay, um, obviously number one, no one in the East is getting through Milwaukee. Uh, the only team that I could think of that could go through them would be Boston or Toronto. But I mean, Milwaukee, the Greek freak. I mean, enough said. The dude's gonna win his second straight MVP. Um, he's going to be, you know, he's up there with Steph Curry, you know, winning back to back. It doesn't happen very often. So, but he just, no one's getting past him. Um, Toronto is going to be, I say it'll, it'll be a flip between Boston and Toronto, but right now Toronto. So is number two. So I have, I have the bucks right now, just going off of, just going off of the top eight seeds right now. Let's just make it easy. I know this is going to change. Uh, and we can we can go into it as it as it sets. But right now we've got Milwaukee, Orlando, um, Toronto is playing Brooklyn, Boston is playing Philly, Miami is playing Indiana. Uh, as it sets right now, um, do I think I don't give Washington a chance? There's not enough games left in the season. There's six games back of uh, that eight spot. So um, if anything. It's you know two teams have already solidified their their uh, playoff spot Milwaukee and Toronto. Um, if there was any major movement that that went on, uh, maybe Boston falls to four. Miami might shoot up to three. Um, I think Indiana they have a chance to fall to six. Uh, Philly could jump up, but I think the eight teams that you're looking at right now, I think those are going to be the teams. Uh, they're, it's going to lock here soon, but like I said, right there in the middle from about three through six, because you know, six to seven, there's a nine game difference. Three through six is up in the air. Um, yeah. right yeah. now I have Milwaukee against Orlando. That's, uh, or no, actually seven and eight there could go either way, but I think Brooklyn finds a way to win. I think Milwaukee plays Orlando. Um, I think Toronto plays Brooklyn. Um, there is a chance that Miami could get hot and Miami could be playing Philly or Indiana. And then Boston could be playing Philly or Indiana. So um, I think the way, like I said, watch out for three. Yeah. The way I have it right now is I think, you know, I think you're right. I think Milwaukee definitely finishes the number one seed. I actually have Brooklyn falling down to eight. 
I think Orlando kind of gets a little hot, and I think they uh, they. Jump up, I mean, that could happen. I think they jump up to that seven seed, which they will play Toronto. Um, I think Toronto stays at that number two spot. They've already clinched a playoff spot. Um, you know, so I, I think they're kind of locked there in that in that number two seed. Uh, Boston, I think, stays at three. I think they kind of hold off Miami, and I actually have uh, Indiana um, falling down to six. I think uh, Philly will find a way uh, with the uh, with Philly with the resurgence. Three three games though three games, three games that's a lot in the East. Well, actually, right, actually, right now, Philly and Indiana are only separated by one game. Um, Philly and Indiana, no, they are yeah. yes, but, but that's what I'm saying. I, I think they flip. I, I, I think. I, oh, you think? The, yeah, I, for I, some I reason, I was looking at Miami. My bad. Seed. My bad. I was like, yeah. three games. That's a lot. No, I think Philly jumps up to the five seed. I think Indy drops down to six, and I think Miami uh, stays there in the four seed uh, for that one. So, I, I, so like I said, I have Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Toronto, Orlando. Boston, Indiana, Miami, uh, versus Philly. So, all right, now let's move over to the West here. So, uh, what, what do you got going on in the West? So, right now, um, right now, obviously, number one is the Lakers. They're they have a looks like a six game lead <laughs> over, uh, yeah, six and a half actually. Yeah, six and a half over Los Angeles Clippers. Um, I think Los Angeles does, uh, stay at the number one seed. This is this is the West is hard to. I actually, you know, in this instance, I think the eight teams there are pretty set. I mean, I know New Orleans is only four games back of Memphis, but I mean, could they? I mean, they they could possibly. That would be a team that that could you know knock Memphis out. Yeah. Um, but then you also have Sacramento that's right there at twenty eight and thirty six as well. Memphis is sitting at thirty two and thirty two. Um, I've got if 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 I if I were to to guess, uh, I would have the Lakers uh, going up against. You know what? I'm I'm just going to throw this out there. I think New Orleans catches Memphis eventually. I mean, we have enough games left, and 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 New Orleans with with Zion healthy, um, and and with you know as, as long as as long as uh, Lonzo. Uh, I mean, Lonzo's not an All Star, but he is a good passer, good defense. Lonzo's defense, Zion freak of nature play um i think they sneak into the number eight and they and they um play la um i do i do think denver will catch la and be number two and i think la will actually fall uh to number three um i have the jazz i think i think oklahoma city has a chance I think Oklahoma City because remember, look, this is this is where it gets tricky. Oklahoma City has beaten Denver. Oklahoma City has beaten the Clippers. Oklahoma City has beaten the Jazz. Here's the thing: Oklahoma City is is has won eight of their last ten. They're on a three game winning streak. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly think, to be honest, they mathematically Oklahoma City can still be up into the number two seed because uh, they're only three. They're only separated by three and a half games from from the from the two seed. But realistically, I think the Clippers do stay at number two. So I think LA will play New Orleans. I think the Clipper or no, sorry, Denver. I think Denver will be number two. Sorry. Um Denver, I think they're going to play I know you're gonna hate me for this, but I think the Rockets are gonna fall. I think the Rockets are actually going to fall to seven. And I think the Clippers are going to play the to the Rockets. Um I honestly think uh, you, I think Oklahoma City can jump up to three. Um, I think they can beat the Jazz. I think Oklahoma City will end up playing the Jazz because I think the Jazz are going to fall. Or no, sorry. So what? What do I have? One, one, eight, 
So I have two seven. So I have Denver playing. I have Denver playing Houston. So that'll put Mavericks up to six. I think Oklahoma City ends up uh, hosting uh, Dallas. Three six, and then I think the uh, Jazz plays. Uh, who else? Who whom I'm missing? The Clippers. So you're saying you're saying mm-hmm. Oklahoma City? Or no, no, no. I'm, I don't think the Clippers will hold on. I think the Clippers will fall to four. I think they have a chance oh, to fall so to you four. Got- three or four. Or no, no, three. Hold on. Wait. I know we're on the air, and I've done messed up. I'm I'm looking at this because I'm making some changes here. So pardon me if I get this flipped up. So I've got I've got the Clippers. At, I've got the Clippers at three in Oklahoma City at four. My apologies. Okay. So I have Los Angeles playing New Orleans. I think New Orleans is going to uh, sneak up in there. I have uh, Denver playing Houston, 2-7. I think the Clippers, three, are going to play the Mavericks, six. And I think Oklahoma City plays the Jazz, except I think they're going to be flip-flopped. I think Oklahoma City gets that four seed and um, hosts the Jazz. That's my that's my predictions. Okay, so the way I'm going to go is I think the Lakers uh, – I think I'm going to stick with you. I think the Lakers yeah, get the number one seed on that, uh, just the way they're playing right now. Uh, kind of shocked me last night they beat the Clippers. Um, I have the Clippers at number two. Um, I Just the way they're playing right now, I just think that they – I mean, they're finally healthy. Last night was the first time they lost at full, at full strength. Um, like I said, so – and then I think Denver comes in there at three – um, I still got Utah at four, you know, five, six, and seven. I, I, at first, I did have Houston up at four, uh, the way they played last night and have been playing the last three games. I don't think that's going to happen. So I think I'm going to make a change as well. I think they drop down to five. I think Utah stays at four. I think I'm keeping Oklahoma City at six. Um, I think uh, at, their schedule is a little bit more tougher as, as, as the uh, schedule goes than Houston. I think Houston can kind of figure some stuff out if they can. Um, that's a big if. And so I think, I think just as of right now, I'm keeping Houston at five, Oklahoma city, six, uh, Dallas at seven. And I'm keeping Memphis. I don't think, uh, New Orleans has got enough. And the way, and the way, uh, the way, uh, John Moran is playing, uh, with Memphis right now, I think they, I think they're going to keep that, uh, keep that edge over, uh, over. I, I, I still think New Orleans has too many, too many I weapons. Could, I think they're going to be But the way they have been playing lately, they've got to play better in 500 ball. So, I mean, they, they've been. Right. But, you know, but the, so. yeah, they do, but. But no, I've got to, I've got to, I got to disagree with you on the on the Thunder. I think, like I said, the Thunder, yeah, they do have a tough schedule. But here, here's the thing, and and I'm gonna uh, pull this up, and 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 we'll do this, do this kind of in closing. I think we kind of went over right. here, but um, but yeah. So schedule wise, schedule wise, here let's let's look at the remaining schedule. I think there are less than 20 games left. Um, they have, like I said, they have uh, on the 11th they have Utah, a team that they can very well beat. They have beaten. Um, I, that right there is going to determine. Um, I believe they're. I believe they're only separated by the game. I think if Oklahoma City beats Utah, they jump up to four. And uh, I'd have to go back and double check. But they have Minnesota. They have Washington at Memphis at Washington. Very winnable games. Uh, the toughest games. So they they have a home. They have a home game against Denver. That's going to be tough. Yeah. Miami is Miami still at Miami. That's still tough. Um, they still have Denver twice. They have one so, home and one on the right road. Right now, I mean, I know Golden tough. State's sitting at the bottom here, but you know, now with uh, with Steph back, I mean, that could change a little bit. I mean, I still don't think. I still, I don't know. I still don't. I'm not counting them out, especially because it's at at yeah. Golden State. But I just, as long as long as Chris Paul, like Chris Paul, has people, people show you know, people have uh, put down Chris Paul. I'm sorry, that dude still got it. 
And because uh, I was skeptical as well, who would have thought Oklahoma City would be forty and twenty-four? Because I think I think the predictions. I mean, some of the predictions thought that we would only get to thirty or thirty-one yeah. wins all season. And you know, the fact that we're at forty, we still have a chance. Mathematically, Oklahoma City still has a chance to win fifty games with this roster. Now, look at it this way, though: what this is going to do for Oklahoma City is this is going to really put a damper on what Presty wants to do and who he wants to get rid of. I mean, you've got some offers out there for Chris Paul, but really, do you want to get? I mean, right now with his contract, we're still there's still only four hundred thousand dollars in the hole. So really, now, yeah, with these contracts fall with these contracts falling off, you know they might actually be able to keep this roster. By the way, if you beat, if but, you beat Utah, you're still half game behind them. St- still half game behind. Okay, so but but that would be a really big step forward because you still have them three more times. Yeah, you, have, I think you have you one, at the Lakers at the or two more times. Sorry, two more at times the, at the end of the year. I think it's just too much. I, I, like I said, there's a lot of games in there. I think just down the stretch. You know, I mean, granted, you know, with with the fact of Chris Paul staying as healthy as he's been, yeah. Uh, so I mean, it's just, I mean, that that's been a big a big plus for them. And we'll we'll see what these uh what these younger guys can do. You know, kind of going down the stretch. And, well, and then, Lou Lou Dort has been Lou Dort has been uh they Pressy Pressy needs to stop messing around. You need to sign that man to a contract. Give him he's still on a two way contract. They can only play forty five games. Well, here, as a closing and, thing here, okay, so you, I think you said earlier, who, who do you have right now as your MVP? My MVP? Giannis. All the way. I think Giannis is there. I think LeBron's pushing him, but I, I still think Giannis will. Giannis, Giannis is there. Rookie of the year, man. Who you Rookie got? of the year. I think I'm going – I think it'll go to Morant just because the fact that Zion missed half the season. Zion missed all, but, but Zion's out there not, I mean, know, if, doing stuff. If they had stuff. to pick of just what's playing right now, Zion, I mean, I think – He's already he's already setting records and he's yeah, only twenty I, I, games I just in think his career. You have to go by the entire season. You have to go by the yeah, entire my, season. Jaw has, yeah. but but you know what what will keep their eye on on Zion is because the fact that he comes in has only played twenty games. He's he's scored at least twenty points in every single game. Yeah, um, I mean, be- he's got the he's got the record for a nineteen year old for most twenty point games as a nineteen year old rookie. As long as long as, um, as, long as Zion stays healthy, he's going to be a force to reckon with for many years. He is going to be a force. I do have Jaw just because. I mean, I'm I'm going to agree. I've got Jaw in there. Jaw Morant's going to be Rookie of the Year in my opinion. R.J. Barrett's up there. Um, Cam Reddish is up there too. But yeah, Jaw Morant, better body of work, and especially I especially will give the, him the Rookie of the Year if the Memphis Grizzlies can hold on to that eight seed. Um, I've I've got it because um, they've already. I mean, aren't they? I'd have to double check because I did. That is one thing I did not check, but I believe. Uh, they have more wins this year than they did last year already. So yeah, I don't th- they didn't even make playoffs last year. So yeah, about to say. And right now, I mean, if they hold on to the eight seed, um, I I think it I think it plays out like this. Now I know Granite Jaw has a bigger body of work because he's played all season, but I think the rookie of the year will come down to who makes the playoffs. I think if I think if if Zion can push his team into the playoffs. Um, he's going to have a better better uh, resume because you got a man that missed three quarters of the season or better or almost three quarters of the season, um, and put his team in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. So, anyway. so it, it, it's it's going to come down to uh, it's going to come down to um, to that. I think I honestly think unless something drastic happens to either one of them, I think it's going to come down to which team makes the playoffs. That's going to be your rookie of the year. All right, guys. Well, it was a great show today. Uh, we want to thank everybody for listening. Thank and uh, thank you, thank you. Oh, yeah. Well, guys, uh, we will be back next week. Uh, we're going to have uh, probably more of just like a one-topic 
issue, I think, next week. I think we're going to kind of dive well deep into the uh, NCAA tournament. The conference tournament will be yes. over. We should know our picks and start making picks and who we think is going to win the Masses 68-team tournament now. So Might even throw in a little NCAA baseball because you've got, um, you've got some Big 12 conference play starting mid-month, so uh, – coming up real soon so we can we can touch in just kind of like a light touch on uh on some big 12 baseball we don't really have to dive into it too much um yeah but maybe, that, maybe know, dive in just a little bit into the uh, the upcoming uh, nfl free agency that's coming up absolutely so. the 18th is the deadline so uh you know that is that is coming up really really soon so uh that that is something to keep an eye on and then again mlb opening day um coming up really soon into the month uh, I'm ready uh, for it, man. I'm uh, I'm ready for see what my Cubs can do. See what see what old Grandpa can do at coach. Truly, honestly, I think uh, opening day should be a, a day off. Everybody should have to go to a baseball. Game. It should be a national Personally, holiday. Man. Post offices should be closed. Right. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I'm I, I'm 100 there <laughs> with you. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be a fun-filled show next week, getting closer into uh, baseball season and stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel this is a solid show. Well, guys, thank you all so much for listening to The Argument. I am Jeff Rowland. I am here with Derek Stevens. And we thank you so much, and uh, we will talk to you all next